drink really crappy coffee or no coffee at all for the rest of your life, then we already heard from Kimberly. Yeah, during the break, I already answered this question. Oh, uh, right, answer. right. What would um, it be? Oh, I think now, because I was just in San Diego, right? And I went to I went to go teach the Navy, you know, by trade. I'm a computer trainer, and so the entire Navy. Cool. Yeah, basically, <laughs> you know, basically the entire Navy <laughs> is now you know educated on Microsoft's Azure platform. No, um, and so I went there, and they they made coffee. Bless their hearts, right? That, that that's really nice. <laughs> oh, that's good. Bless their hearts. And it was <laughs> yeah. <so> southern. <laughs> I know, right? And it was, um, after that experience, I think I would have to say that I would have to take no coffee over great coffee now. That's what I said. Right. I think I'm on my own boat over here. I'd probably take bad coffee. What? Wow. Would you? Okay. I think so. I would okay. become a tea drinker. Yeah. I would. <laughs> I would yeah, jump I ship on coffee. You might have to specify, like, what else is available. I like so maybe, maybe if something else is available, then no coffee. But if nothing else is... exactly. Then coffee, maybe. I don't know. So at least, yeah. I think you'd get back used to it. Like, we were, for so long, used to bad coffee. So it would be like, you'd want to spit it out for a while. (laughs) With enough flavored creamer and sugar. Right, that's where you you go back to investing in flavored creamer. (laughs) That's why I used to like flavored Make it strong enough. Right. Dump enough spoonfuls of there you go. Baileys. See now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how I learned to drink beer. No offense to all the beer crafters, but I didn't like it at first. Mm. But then yeah. over time you get used to it. I just think if you had to, you could get used to bad coffee again. But it's it's a harsh slide down that slide. <laughs> yeah. I mean there's that a big difference between tough. old style and like, you know, like a craft brew from <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know I what's digress. interesting now though. Now we get to a whole different drink area. <laughs> right. Cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> Enough with coffee. <laughs> I think. I think though, like sometimes Ben will do his whole um, chemex spiel for someone who does not drink, like not Folgers, you know. And so they're always like, "Oh yeah, okay." But they don't necessarily taste the difference in the way that we do. Like, they might be like, wow, that's very clear. Or, you know, but like, it doesn't, doesn't have the same impact because their palate isn't refined. Calibrated yeah. so much. Yeah. Sure. Or occasionally people, they're so used to their crappy coffee that it, it tastes weird to them. Right, When it's yeah. not. Do you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. you're used to one thing, now it's different. Generally equals bad when you first do it, you know? Yeah. They think that the... It's like a human flaw. Sure, yeah. Opposed to whatever is different. All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Christian Curve Leadership with Coach and Kimberly. What are we doing today? We're here with Seth and Lauren from Praxis Coffee. What? Hello, hello. What's up? And we're talking, well, we're talking coffee. We're talking uh, quality. We're talking leadership. And we're also talking being in business together while you're married. Dun dun dun! Yeah, I was just about to say that. You <laughs> stole from me. We actually are recording this podcast just to mine wisdom from you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. um, since we are also in business together and married, exactly. it's all just an elaborate ruse. It's secretly, it's secretly, it's secretly a support group. <laughs> 
Welcome to the Business Married Couples Support Group. Yeah. Thanks for signing on today. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. But don't hang up if you aren't in that category. Because that's actually, there aren't a ton of couples that are doing a business together. Only the crazy ones, really. <laughs> well, we definitely qualify then. Check. <laughs> yeah. This really is a support group, huh? Here's the deal. All right. So Praxis. Praxis Coffee. Uh, and I'll just tell you guys where, uh, where we encountered Praxis Coffee for the, you know, also for the audience sake. But our favorite coffee place, Stout House here in town, which we actually, uh, we actually interviewed James and Sandy not that long ago. I, mean, I, I guess kind it's, of. It's kind of like a year. It year doesn't seem that long ago when you look at the episodes because <laughs> we had a little bit of a break in there. <laughs> a little bit of a break. We're doing season two. Season two. Season two. <laughs> <laughs> So, it was probably about a year ago. Yeah. But James and Sandy from Stout House are fantastic here in Austin. Mm-hmm. And so they were actually selling Praxis Coffee. And so uh, I believe it was, where, where did we start with? The, you. the Alita Estate. The Alita right? Estate. Right. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wilfred Lamaster's Alita Estate. Wouldn't it have been terrible if it was like, that is not a Praxis Coffee? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, please be right. <laughs> but actually, what's funny is I was, I was looking to buy coffee. We had run out. We actually have a coffee membership. And so every month someone sends us coffee from different brewers all over the nation, which is cool. It's called Misto Box. That's just a free plug for you guys, oh, yeah. Misto Box. But um, we ran out, and that is a big problem in our house. So I went <laughs> to Stout House, and I asked Des, their barista, which is the one that we should try. And she gave me such a speech about the Alita estate and it being like on a mountain and she knew all this stuff about how it was brewed. You guys can probably do this speech better. But I was like, wow, Des, you are really good at your job and I'm definitely buying that one. And that is when we fell in love with Praxis. Yes. After my first cup of Alita estate, I literally like cried tears of joy. <laughs> he cried. And like, this is like legitimately, you know, like, he was like no, nobody can cry. Coach doesn't cry over coffee. No, seriously. Like I don't cry over very many things, but this true. was. Well, you have to keep in beautiful. mind too, we had been in a bit of a coffee desert because we were out of coffee. And I think you had purchased like some cheap ass coffee. Yeah, it was like it some was terrible. terrible like grocery store coffee oh, to like yeah. get us through until our next like bag came from our membership. And so he was like despondent. And then he <laughs> said, just go to Stout House and buy some coffee that's decent. And so here we are podcasting you guys. So actually, I'm going to let you guys talk about the Alita estate. But one more part of this story is a couple weeks later, we're at Stout House and we're talking to our friend Abby, who at the time was also a barista at Stout House. And Ben is describing his tears upon drinking the Alita estate and just like gushing about how much he loves Praxis. And so Abby said, well, you know, this is Praxis, right? And it turns out you guys were sitting next to us. It was at like an event. I remember <laughs> yeah. that night. And Mark, so, so we were like, what do you mean this is Praxis? And she said, well, this is Seth and Lauren and they're Praxis. Like it's their company. And we were like, what? And she goes, do you want me to introduce you? And we were like, yes. And then we were all nervous and it was all fanboyish. Awkward. Okay. <laughs> Bring the awkward. So tell us a little bit, just for the sake of the story about the Alita estate, tell us the skinny on why that's so fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Alita estate um, is owned by Wilfred Lamastis. It's a family business in Panama. 
Um, and he's a fourth generation farmer. Um, so they've been caring for coffee, keeping it in the family, um, tending to their coffee. They're super environmentally friendly. Um, and it just turns out the land that he has is amazing for coffee. Um, it's, there's a lot of volcanic soil there. Um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of tropical, uh, climate there, tons of birds, um, just tons of, uh, ecosystem friendly, uh, factors that, um, yeah, this is going way off the deep end. No, no, it's good, it's no, no, good. No, no. That's beautiful because, you know, um, I, I think that in the little details is where, is what drives, is what makes that quality product, you know? And that's something that I think we're missing a lot in our mass production world. And I think that's something that, I, that, we're, that I've been seeing for a while is a return back to that craftsmanship, the, those details that, along the way where everything is made in a big factory, we, we lost and forgot. And we're, I think, I feel like we're reclaiming that as a kind of, this is kind of, I don't know, I don't know to say if it's a, a, a movement even, but I, I think there's a wave of like, a lot of people talk about third wave coffee, you know, which I guess you guys will probably fall into, but I think sure. it's a part of a bigger wave of reclaiming that pride mm-hmm. in, in sure. product. Yeah. yeah, you were talking just a minute ago about the uh, the total fanboy moment of meeting people who make your coffee that you love. Um, and in April, we went to the Specialty Coffee Association up in Seattle, um, and it's kind of the biggest national hoopla of coffee every nice. year. Yeah, it was so much fun, but there's farmers and roasteries and cafes and uh, anyone who has anything to do with coffee is there, and there's competitions happening. It's a huge deal. Uh, and Wilfred Lamastis was there, so we were, um, we definitely waited our turn in line and uh, <laughs> waited out the crowds to go see him and talk with him. And uh, it was really fun hanging out with him that weekend. Um, but yeah, getting to know our people is so much fun. Uh, it's one of the highlights of it for sure. Mm-hmm. means so much more than just getting a bag of greens um, and roasting them up. So those relationships are huge for us. So tell us about the name Praxis. So Praxis Coffee Roasters, uh, well, Praxis, um, we landed on Praxis after a couple names, a couple different names. Um, and Praxis basically means uh, like a specific art or craft. Um, and we kind of landed on Praxis because... Uh, we wanted a name that kind of communicates um, like a special craft to us and also like a science. Um, and coffee definitely is, um, it can definitely be a science, you know, to, to roasting mm, it, yeah. to, to growing it, um, you know, this type of soil that you use, how much water, you know, uh, a harvest actually gets during a year. Um, you know, all of these different things, you know, go into play, um, you know, making coffee great and, and roasting it. Um, so, and, and, and brewing it, you know, the, the list goes on, um, you know, so that we kind of wanted to communicate something that kind of, uh, exemplifies what we want to do and what we do in coffee. Um, you know, it's a, it's a special craft and, uh, you know, we're, we're like, it does not start at all, you know, with us, um, and us making coffee, you know, tastes good. Uh, it's, we have a part in it, but really our farmers are the ones that, 
really, you know, take the painstakingly efforts to to uh, making what you guys drink and cry about uh, <laughs> special, you know, so definitely. So nice. I think it's interesting that, you know, with your understanding of the process and understanding your, your, your part in that process, because um, you know, oftentimes we don't, you know, uh, people under, don't understand that it, everything is a chain, you know, there's a chain, chain of quality that has to be maintained all the way throughout. And along the way, a lot of corporations, you're only strong as the weakest link in your chain, you know? And so right. I, I think that that's a very interesting, you know, as you're describing where you're at, understanding your part in this, you know, I, that, that's a beautiful piece, you know? And I think that's a, where a lot of companies we need to kind of bring back to, even to our own employees. This is where you are in the chain. And without you, our quality drops. Right. You know? Yeah. And we're, and we're literally just like, we're the middlemen, you know, to, to uh, the, the coffee industry and, uh, you know, if anything, the roaster, it takes away something from the actual quality of the bean once we get it, you know, the, all the potential in that, that a coffee bean actually has, um, is already there before we even touch it. So mm-hmm. our goal as roasters is to leave as much potential in the bean as possible when we roast it. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's our goal, you know, is to highlight, uh, our farmers and their, their hard work that they, that they put in. So, yeah, right on. What are some of the other names you guys had like ran through? Because I know you, you were talking about them earlier. So I just want to, you know, some of the other uh, possible names. Um, so we, we started off with The Well like five years ago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of one of those names uh, that, you know, was just uh, intriguing to us. Didn't really have like, any depth. significance, yeah, depth, significance, <laughs> or anything like, oh, like that. Does this makes sense. Um, no. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Grab a drink at the well. Yeah, that's yeah. not so. Uh, it's coffee and not water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that took a nosedive. So yeah. Yeah, Fire uh, Firebrand Coffee Company was uh, was the other one. Yeah, and, Firebrand was. That was next. We stuck with that one for a little bit, and our thinking behind that was that a firebrand is a person, it's typically associated with people who go to extreme measures for a cause. And we were hoping to flip that sort of in a positive sense. Usually it's a negative sense. And we were like, oh, well, we'll go to extreme measures to produce really great coffee. Oh, it's interesting. I like that. So. Yeah, it's a little, a little hard on the edges, you know, that name. So... I think people practice. kind of have to go on a journey to get to where you are yeah, with that name. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, we're, Praxis is it. That's definitely, we're staying with that one. So <laughs> we're not going <laughs> anywhere. Better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's back up a little bit. How long have you guys been married? Four years. Four years. And so you've been dreaming about this for five years. Longer than that. So tell us the story of how you got interested in starting a coffee company together. And did that come before, after you guys got together? Tell us the whole story. So to kind of, you know, not make it really like sappy and stuff, you know, that's for another, (laughs) that's for another podcast. podcast. But, uh, we, uh, I mean, when we dated, um, you know, we coffee was just always like a, not no pun intended, a common ground. <laughs> and yes. uh, and uh, you know, so I mean, we just all everything that we did when we were dating uh, revolved around 
around coffee, whether it's like, you know, in college, we met in college and uh, whether it's, you know, at coffee shops, um, just hanging out and drinking coffee at a local roastery in Columbia, South Carolina, um, you know, to, you know, hanging out in the morning and drinking a French press, you know, uh, you, you know, it, it, Lauren was, was very busy with school. She was like, getting her master's in education. And so we didn't cool. have, yeah, we, uh, so we didn't have a lot of time to hang out. So, you know, sometimes the, the times that we did get to hang out was, uh, you know, very early in the morning, you know, uh, you know, the ungodly hours, like five <laughs> o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, we just get a French press and, and hang out. So. That's how you know you care about a person. When you're willing yeah, to do the yeah. dark and early. Yeah. So it was interesting. Actually, we wanted, um, we each wanted to open a coffee shop uh, before we even met. We both kind of felt like that's what we were supposed to do with our lives. Um, and so the more we talked and the more we became friends, we realized we had the exact same uh, vision. So that was a lot of fun, becoming friends kind of via coffee. Yeah. Uh, mm. And then on to the dating and married life. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's something we've, we've you know, worked towards for, uh, I mean, pretty significantly, you know, over the last, you know, five years for sure. Just surrounding ourselves with, uh, with people, um, getting as much knowledge as possible, you know, to, to, to know, you know, whatever we need to know about coffee. There's so much to learn about coffee. Um, you know, and we just, you know, wanted to, you know, just surround ourselves, like I said earlier, with, with people and uh, the right people. And, um, you know, here we are four years later. Stuff takes time, you know. For and, sure. Uh, and, you know, it's just exciting to be where we're at right now. So <laughs> I think we could easily go into a question about how does it you guys have been married the whole time you've been working together. So it's not a new dynamic in your marriage. So how do you have your marriage and your company and how do you, how do you find a balance in that? I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> for a friend. Uh, quote unquote. Yeah. Right. Um, well, we, we do get, you know, work very closely with each other. Um, I mean, we have, you know, for the past four years, really um, very closely. And I don't think, I mean, honestly, we don't have it figured out. And, you know, there are times, you know, where we're like, you know, just on the opposite side of the house, you know, but <laughs> I, I, I really do believe we're crazy. That. And I don't think that most couples <laughs> could do this because, uh, I mean, I talked to some of our friends and like, you guys are crazy. Like we would, we could never do that. <laughs> like, yeah, we probably are crazy. We've heard that so many times. So, um, you know, it's just kind of, it's, it's just, it's something special, you know, and, uh, and we like to, you know, to, to work with each other and. Uh, it has its ups and downs, you know, but it has more ups than it does downs. So mm-hmm. we're sure. Um, I think our different skill sets kind of help balance it out a little bit too. We're both good at different things. So when we communicate well, we're really good at complimenting <laughs> each other. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, uh, communicating. Yeah, mm. yeah. I feel like the shared vision has to help too. Because I think some like husband and wife duos are in business where it's one person's vision and the other person's coming alongside. And so that's a hard dynamic sometimes. But if, if you're both fully in, then, then it's easier, you know, to be kind of on equal ground with the vision and the, the like, investment. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's so many days where we'll spend all day talking nothing but coffee. Sometimes it's the business <laughs> end. Sometimes it's just the, 
We love this new coffee that we have coming in. We can't wait till it gets here. Um, we have so many days like that. And then the occasional dinner time conversation where we're like, we should really try to talk about something that's not coffee. Right? <laughs> yeah. You, you, guys, you guys didn't see it, but that was Ben's jealous face happening. <laughs> like a whole, whole days and days of coffee adventuring. <laughs> you know, we actually, coffee was part of our story. We've been married 15 years. But... <clears throat> 16 years. Ah, we've been married 16 that years. Trick. That was a trick. <laughs> it's a trick. Good one. That was a quiz. You right? win. It's a quiz. You pass. Okay. Um, but we, we would drink coffee all night at um, Perkins, which in retrospect was awful. Awful coffee. It really was, yeah. <laughs> but we had like little coffee cups on our like wedding, what do you call that? Like the brochure, like mm-hmm. the little thing you hand out to people that says the order of ceremonies (laughs) and so since then we have family members that every time they see us they give us coffee related things because we're like the coffee couple but it's only really since we moved to austin that we've really started to understand understand the artistry of it and like even just like little things like the fact that a coffee bean starts off as a cherry is like a fruit Right. I think yeah. I think most people don't know that about coffee, you know, and I think it speaks to like we were talking about earlier, like the disassociation that we have from where where things come from, like when we buy a shirt at Walmart versus at like a local store or if we, you know, go to the grocery store, and we just buy our meat and it comes in a package, you know, like there's a whole process that we are like blind to. And right. so we've just really, in the last couple of years, become just really interested in, in the art of it. Yeah, true. Yeah, we all, but we also drank coffee together at five or six o'clock in the morning. It's just that we'd already been up the entire night. That's so true. You know? yeah. So, so yeah, we, we, <coughs> yeah, we, we he, feel that. He actually proposed at 5 a.m. after after like many hours of conversation. Oh, no way. way. True story. Way to go. True story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it was in Perkins, so it was like kind of impressive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, worked, kind of. it worked in context. It was an online yeah. diner. It was appropriate. I yeah. wouldn't recommend it for your average bear, but it worked for <laughs> us. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, 16 years later, right? We're still here. We still like each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most of the days, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about... What drives uh, Praxis? I mean, obviously, you know, as a as a as a customer, as a consumer of uh, of your artistry, I know that that you, your kung fu is strong. <laughs> 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 and so, I want to know what's for you. What's the motivation? What's what's driving this quality process? Because obviously, the quality is so there. I mean, from the packaging. To the you know to the way that it smells when you open it. This is the Ben fanboy <laughs> section yeah, of the podcast. Here's where I go fanboy. Um, <laughs> you know to the actual you know you know uh, to the smell when it's in the Chemex or in the uh, in the AeroPress or whatever you know it doesn't matter it's good. What goes what 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 happens before? Uh, what's the motivation behind what I get, <laughs> if you will? Yeah yeah yeah. So like basically, why does it make you? Why does it make you cry? Right, exactly. Yeah, That's a specific yeah. question. Uh, well, I mean, like we were saying earlier, uh, we um, we go through. We sample a lot of coffee from many, many different farms. Um, I mean, every every single 
you know, last summer, this summer, uh, you know, we, we sample so many coffees, hundreds and hundreds of coffees, and we only come away with like five or six, mm, wow. um, you know, and, uh, and that's like literally, that, I'm like not exaggerating. That's literally how it goes. Um, and, uh, in, in we, we, we have farmers, uh, we choose farmers to partner with that really, um, know the process really well as far as, you know, uh, harvesting, uh, good soil, um, and whatnot. Some, you know, and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes farmers just can't help, you know, uh, a bad year. Um, a lot of, you know, farms won't get as much rain, um, in a season. And so just the crop just won't be, you know, as good as it was last year or something mm-hmm. like that. But for the most part, uh, we like to, to, to partner with farmers who, uh, really have a passion like we do to, uh, go through painstakingly efforts to, to give a, a good quality product so that we can share it with you. Um, so it really starts, like I said earlier with the farmers and then when we, how we roast it, we profile roast. So basically profile roasting is, uh, we roast each bean, uh, a different way hmm. per se. Um, and uh, we do that huh. to uh, to highlight uh, every bean's kind of special characteristics. Every bean is different. Every bean has all of these different um, these tasting notes, mouthfeel, and uh, we just roast them, you know, all differently. And you know, to highlight uh, each bean's kind of characteristics the best that we can. Um, so uh, you know, some people will do like um, dark, medium, light roast. Um, and we just, I mean, we just like to call it profile roasting. Um, so whether that means, you know, we won't ever roast anything, you know, in quote, dark um, or, you know, light. Uh, we like to, you know, push the bean to its full potential. Coffee nerds out there, you know, it's just kind of, you know, a, a couple minutes into first crack. You know, it's never, you know, second crack. Um, so I have no idea what that means, by the way. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, I was, I was trying to it means direct it's, that it's to the so coffee good, nerds like out crack. there. Oh, okay. So, awesome. so when I, yeah, <laughs> when you roast coffee, <laughs> when you roast coffee, it, uh, it, 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 it fractured, the beans fracture, um, once it gets to a certain oh. point. Huh. And so when people say when it cracks, uh, it's basically carbon dioxide being released from the bean, um, because moisture has is is basically leaving the bean and once the moisture all leaves the bean you know uh co2 releases and fractures the beans and uh, so if you ever see like a, a green coffee bean they're really really tiny um and really really dense mm-hmm. and uh you know when you roast it you know those just they, they, they get bigger they get brown and then get brown because there's sugar in the in the in the bean and so yeah so that's what i mean by first crack it's okay. basically it's just fracturing so so you you do want to go to second crack or you don't? We don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We we never ever want to do that. That's that's like the murder of the coffee bean to oh, us. No. Oh, okay. So <laughs> to us that that is. And some people some people like that, you know. But that's just our preference. So. Yeah, okay. Right on. Well, knowing's half the battle. GI <laughs> Joe. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you guys have a? Do you guys have a team around you that does this? You guys just. Only do eight, just the two of you. It's, uh, yeah, this is, this is us. The word team practice right here. That so. is incredible. Yeah. So, how how much do you sell? Like, how much do you roast coffee? What do you do? You do it like all day, all the time? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be like the dream job right there. Um, 
so we, we basically, we have a production day, um, you know, that we have during the week, uh, and we have, uh, multiple wholesale, wholesale clients here in Austin that we sell to, um, Stout House and Bougie's Donuts and Tiny Boxwoods and, uh, a few others that are coming into the mix. So keep your eyes peeled, Fun. everybody. Cool. Um, cool. so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there, we, we roast, we, yeah, we, we just, we, we dedicate one like entire full day to, to roasting. And like I said, you know, we're, we're fairly small, you know, you know, compared to, to most roasteries. Um, you know, we're only a year old, you know, so we're not, we're, and we don't have a cafe yet. So we're just a roastery. Are there cafe plans? You never know. Some <laughs> things may are, some things may already be in the works. Hmm. So, but someone say we, we'll be customers. <laughs> so, we'll come to your yeah. cafe. Yeah. So and uh, also to Stout House in case they're listening. Yeah. We'll be forever exactly. in our house, exactly. in our hearts. Yeah. And, and in our house for donuts. So <laughs> yeah, we love all those guys. Are you feeling like you're lost in your own life? You know that there's something better, and you even know what that something looks like, but you just can't seem to get there. Or maybe you start, make a little progress, and all of a sudden, whammo, life happens, and now you feel hopelessly lost and far away from your goal. Try a new approach to figuring out what's going on in your life, the Creation Curve Compass Planner, from our friends at Creation Curve Leadership. The Compass Planner is values-based, a different model than that old planner you buy every year and stop using around the second week of February. The best part? It's free, printable, and super easy. Just go to creationcurve.com slash compass and tell our friends, Coach and Kimberly, where to send it. That's creationcurve.com slash compass for your free values-based planner. If you're done getting lost in your own life, stop living by the clock and start living by your values. In the coffee industry, as it turns out, there are a lot of ethical issues, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, from, um, you know, <laughs> issues around paying farmers almost nothing, mm-hmm. you know, to, in some areas, using slave labor to, do, to harvest coffee. Totally. And so, you know, that is terrifying a lot of people are unaware of those issues because we what do we do we we go to the coffee shop we get our you know two shot espresso mocha niner whatever you know and we're like okay i got my coffee you know and that's especially here in america we have no idea what was what goes on or what leads up to that and for the most part people don't want to know what goes on and leads up to that Mm -hmm. they just want to get whatever it is for as cheap as possible and they they don't want to think about that there are real people in slavery for the benefit of their $3 t-shirt or whatever it may be. Yeah. Or their $5, $5.50 mocha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody half, thinks coffee so expensive, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, it's, yeah. So, I mean, so what do you, so how do you guys address the issue surrounding, you know, the, these ethical things? Because obviously there's, you know, that stuff floats around a lot. And every once in a while you, you hear, you know, a flash of something on, you know, insert name of new site here. But, you know, I mean, this is, you, you know, this is the world you guys live in. So what, what's going on and, and how do you guys address that? Yeah. So the model that we use is actually direct trade. Um, basically, that means that we personally get to know our farmers who are producing our coffee. It's really fun. It to us adds a whole nother layer on coffee production and it really inspires us to make the coffee as great as it can be to roast it to its full potential 
uh, when we get to know people like um, Octavio Lopez, who does our decaf coffee, Concepcion Viatoro uh, grows our Los Dos out of Guatemala. Uh, we were talking about Wilfred Lamastis in Panama earlier. Um, these guys are just, it's really, um, it's really a lot of fun to actually get to know them and get to know their stories and see pictures of their farm that adds um, a deeper level, I think, to the fair trade model uh, that's been in common practice for a good few years now. But just instead of paying that minimum wage uh, that fair trade kind of guarantees, um, direct trade, we pay our, our farmers really, really well for the crop that they produce for us. So by paying them really well for that product, we know that our prices are going to be higher, but we know, re- we know that our farmers are going to be able to put food on their families' tables, send their kids to school, take care of their uh, washing station workers and their harvesters, um, and that says a lot. Um, it's really great to be able to see their pictures and talk to them on the phone and email with them uh, and know that uh, we're doing justly by them for mm-hmm. sure. So, And then uh, kind of also on a second side of that, um, we just released Casca Vida. Uh, that is 100% coffee cherry fermented light kombucha. Yes. We just tried some tonight. It it's, is fantastic. Yeah. It's so good, you guys. You can yeah. try it. It's at Bougie's right now. But we've really enjoyed playing with uh, Cascara the last couple years. It's delicious as a hot tea, um, delicious as cold tea, and we've just started fermenting it. And is, um, is cascara the kind of coffee cherry, or is that... That's a great question. Cascara in, is Spanish for uh, the skin or the husk of the coffee bean. Huh. So usually the harvesters will bring the coffee from the trees to the washing station, and they'll process it. And a lot of times they just take the beans out of the cherries, and they discard the cherries, throw them away, oh. get nothing out of them. And then they process the beans and send those on, which it is. It's kind of sad because there's this great product. Um, And so it's really fun to think about also like, man, there's this great product for all the non-coffee drinkers out there. It makes a fantastic hot tea. Um, I drink it frequently uh, just as a hot tea. But also it provides a second source of income for these farmers. They don't have to grow any additional plants. Right. It requires very little extra on their end, but it's a whole second source of income, and people pay well for it. So that's exciting, too, to just be able to offer the other half of the coffee um, (laughs) as a totally other drink (laughs) that you would never guess is coffee in the first place. Right. Do you have plans to have that more widely available? It's going to be local to Austin for at least the foreseeable future. But if any of you Austin cafes, business owners, want it on tap, hit us up. Yeah, we we we'll, real tasty guys. Yeah, yeah, we 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 sell them by the kegs, and so um, we'll, we'll brew them by like the five gallons. And uh, can Lauren, we put a keg in our in our kitchen? Is there room? What do you no. think? No. No. If you don't have a keg, you can get a growler, fill it up. There you, so go. you can yeah. fit there a growler. But this this uh, this type of uh, beverage is a Praxis Coffee original. So yes. literally no one does this and uh and it's it's so exciting to to be able to to release something like this mm-hmm. um because you you literally cannot find this anywhere else in the world. 
It's pretty fantastic, and guys. Because of that, we decided to patent it. So, oh, so hashtag nice. patent pending. <laughs> so, hashtag patent pending. Anyway. It's been Don't our try to steal it. That's the point there. Yeah, so corporate patent coffee. <coughs> no. Pending. <laughs> no. Patent pending. It's been our baby for a couple of years. We Go. just released it. Super exciting. So, so actually, you just get a big coffee purveyor to license it from you, right? So. Passive income. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Pay us the money. Pay us the money. (laughs) For anybody who's going to be at Bloom on July 30th in San Antonio, we'll be serving it there. Ooh, we should go to Bloom. What is Bloom? We're going to go now, but what what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Bloom is a huge coffee event. Uh, They actually record it uh, in California a couple of days ahead of time. And then in San Antonio... Uh, it will be a recording of it, basically. But everybody in Texas who wants to be part of this recording, a panel, basically, uh, that discusses all the big things going on in coffee right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, any up-and-coming kind of what's hot in coffee, uh, it'll be really fun. So we'll get to go see that recording, kind of celebrate it all together. And then there's going to be a lot of cafes and participants there's going to be door prizes and giveaways and samples casca vita will be sampled it'll be fun <laughs> will so. we be the only muggles there <laughs> sorry <laughs> will we, would we be the only muggles like it like we aren't in the no. industry no especially. no there's going to be so many people there i think this is the second year actually that it's come to san antonio so it's pretty new yeah, yeah it's this pretty is july new here. 30th july 30th hmm. at okay. the pearl in san antonio we should have a, a part two, like a little a little mini podcast. There you go. From, from San Antonio. Antonio. Yeah, there you yeah. go. From San Antonio. Mm. Could happen. Okay. Could happen. All right. So I got one more thing. All right. So for Praxis, other than the name, okay, if there's one word that you want Praxis to be known for, one one thing, and you know, you you, you since both since you're different, uh, you know, both of you are kind of different sides of the Praxis coffee because you're different human beings, right? Uh, both count. Yeah. So, so each of you get one word. All right. I would like to for what one word would you want Praxis to be known for? Mine would be beauty. Actually, oh, I love that. So I really love. Just discovering the beauty of every side of the coffee experience, um, from learning about the farming side to the production, uh, roasting, to even bagging it up and delivering it and sharing coffee uh, with friends, finding new friends who uh, love the product. I, I think it's just really beautiful. I think we all in the coffee community have so much to learn, but... Um, I think there's so much beauty wrapped up in it if we if we let it. Mm. So that's cool. Our slogan is "Drink Together," but I will choose one word. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, that would be my word. A lot. Um, no, but uh, community would be my word, and uh, only because it kind of exemplifies uh, our slogan, which is "Drink Together." You know, we Lauren and I have a lot of fun. You know, just getting excited about um, finding new coffees or just finding. Uh, seeing how how farmers kind of develop and just kind of keep pushing out, you know, just beautiful coffees, um, and just being like, man, I cannot wait to share this with, you know, our friends, our, you know, the Austin community, 
um, you know, we, we, we love to, to kind of, you know, be that middleman for, for, for people and, and to share, you know, such a, uh, such a regular thing in our everyday lives. Um, you know, and, and, to, we, 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 in a way kind of get to join you guys, uh, like, uh, you know, at your, at your breakfast table, you know, mm. we just, we get to, you know, have that table extended to you guys and kind of drink together with you guys. So, um, and we, you know, and with community, we, we also uh, just want to be really transparent, whether it's like, uh, you know, the coffee we purchase from our farmers, you know, um, like Lauren was saying earlier, we pay a premium to our farmers, um, you know, just because that's what their coffee is worth. Mm. And we know what, you know, when we buy this coffee, where, uh, how they're g- going to be using it, you know, also, you know, so it's, it's cool to, in a sense, just know that we're supporting families, you know, and, and, and dreams, just like, you know, people who buy our coffee are supporting our family and supporting our dreams as well, you know, so it's just kind of a chain reaction of that and uh, a whole kind of drink together kind of mindset. But also with like other, you know, coffee roasteries and other uh, cafes, uh, we also want to be transparent, you know, with them as well. I think it's very easy in the coffee industry to kind of get tied up and, and hold your cards close. Um, but uh, it'd be, uh, you know, we, we, we just want to be that cafe and, and that roastery that um, is all about seeing people succeed in, you know, in whatever capacity that is. And, um, uh, you know, just kind of drinking together. I can't kind of say that enough, but that's kind of really what, in all aspects, what we kind of want to be and what we want to do. So I love it. Yeah. I, I really, love it. I really see. And that's the mic drop. i really see your two words coming together in that like the way that you guys run your business you make sure that you're part of a story that that is beautiful and that is part of community and is taking care of community in a really beautiful way (laughs) (laughs) we we can take lots of pictures after sorry we we are i was trying to be discreet i was trying to be discreet teenagers here (laughs) (laughs) We should be like, like Facebook living or like Snapchatting yeah, or there something. You go, there you go, there you go. <laughs> like yeah. Seth and Lauren are talking right now. <laughs> Here's their words moving in little three second back and forth bleeps. You yeah. know, yeah. a little boomerang action. So, so the reactions float across the bottom of the page. Yeah, all right. <laughs> they would be all hearts, but they'd be all from us right now. <laughs> like, ben can only heart it one time. It's very frustrating for yeah. him. <laughs> so let's bring this in for a landing. I mean, there's, there's just so much, so much good stuff that we've, we've talked about, and we could go on and we could podcast for another three hours, but you know. Um, but we're also going to do a little video here. And so for those of you who are listening, uh, we're going to do a little video on about how to make great coffee at home. Um, Where is that going to be? Where can they find it? Uh, it'll be probably on the on the the Creation Curve page and probably on the Praxis page and YouTube and anywhere and everywhere oh that gosh, we can. You're push promising it out. a whole lot here. Uh, I'll put it everywhere. You know, <laughs> we'll so. put a link to wherever it is in the show notes. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes too. That you that can too. find on our website, so you can't find that on like uh, iTunes. You have to go to the website to see uh, the show that's notes. That's probably true. Yeah, okay. it's creationcurve.com. Creationcurve.com, and also at uh, your website, Seth. Yep, is Brew Guides. Brew Guides. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, we have a. Uh, we'll eventually make some videos of uh, how to make something, it's you know, something good. Fun. But uh, nice. yeah, <laughs> uh, but we do have Brew Guides, you know, on how to make a, a delicious, you know, Chemex, French oh. press, Aeropress, you know, pour over. 
to the to Praxis specs. They may be different than some other people do, but you know, everybody's okay. got their way, you know, but that's how we do it. Nice. So we're going to have some videos, so yeah, yeah. be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. So your website, if somebody wants to, like we have people literally listening to us around the world. So uh, someone wants to buy your exquisite coffees, which they are. <laughs> I promise you they will make you cry, okay? Um, where would they go? Praxiscoffee.com. Praxiscoffee.com. Yeah, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, but yeah, we, um, if you're not here in Austin, you can always just buy it online and we ship it to you. Um, and, uh, yeah, practicescoffee.com. You know, we also sell retail here in town. So, so yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, you've been listening to Creation Curve Leadership with Coach and Kimberly and Seth and Lauren today. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for having us. That was a lot of fun. It's been fun. It's been fun. We might start the Praxis fan club. (laughs) <laughs> done and ben, ben is going for president of the fan club i am there you go. I am. we're very right. hopeful so that's it that's all peace peace we're terrible at landing <laughs> no that was oh, yeah. good that was good that was so good. awkward we are we are now taxiing <laughs> at this point <laughs> we've we've kind of adopted the awkward like but don't bump just gotta yeah. embrace no, I like it. it i like embrace it, it. it's kind like of a little it. bit of who we are John Foreman says awkward is spiritual. Exactly. It's not about right. I'm very spiritual then. (laughs) (laughs) Bring the awkward.